This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. Now listening to Sweep the Rack podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike. First, first time a comments ever come on the screen before we have. <laughs> Rob, what's good, homie? Nada, man. I'm just laughing at Nico's comment here. Yeah, congrats on making your spares, bro. That's really yo. Amazing. No mismakables last night. No mismakables. I was very, I was very happy with that. I actually, I was plus one on the night because I made the three, six, seven, ten as well, and I should have been plus three because there was a washout where I rang the head pin around the ten, and there was a two seven that I missed. Where uh, I rang the two around the seven. I guess maybe I shouldn't say that. I should have made it because I technically didn't uh, hit it the right way there. But nonetheless, uh, five ninety something. Uh, uh, what did I shoot? One eight like one eighty six two o two two o one or something. Two hundred maybe on the nose. One of the games. So really consistent. I threw a pretty good all night. You know, I, I benefit benefited from a couple good breaks. Uh, um, my team we're... took a beating. My team took a beating. Um, who else? Well, uh, I got the old man. The old man's watching. Shout, oh, shouts, all right, okay. Shouts to Dad. Shouts to Dad. What up? Big what shouts. Up? What up, Dad? Big shouts. Um, uh, word on the street is though they were pretty walled up though last night. No, got, stop it. No, word, stop that's it. That's what word on the street was. They were stop walled. it. Stop it. Okay. I I tagged people on Twitter like, to verify. Like Sal five ninety p. Yo, tri- go go try it. Go try it. Go bowl on it. See what's good. But we're, yeah. hey, I heard there was an eight hundred on your league, so they must have been easy. I mean, there was an eight hundred. There was an eight hundred. Uh, Bob Sampson, shout to Bob Damn. Sampson. Uh, you know, eight. I I forget what I I don't know what his series was. It was higher than eight hundred though. It was it might have been somewhere in the eight teens. Uh, re- I mean, excellent bowling. I think he only missed like three times all night. He had That's one cute. open. I believe he had one open. And, uh, yeah, really good bowling on the short. On the short, which is definitely the, the most scorable pattern that we bowl on in my league. There's no question about that. A lot of the scores were coming from one, uh, like basically two, maybe three pairs. Was he using urethane? No, he wasn't. He was using a proton physics. Ooh, I mean, he must have yeah. not had a high rev rate. He doesn't. He he, he he no, he doesn't at all. He doesn't have a high rev rate at all. In fact, I would say that he's he he has a unique role. This this bowler who shot eight hundred. He I would say he has a very unique role. But he he wasn't the only guy who bowled well. Uh, there there were actually I think two people last night. Lou Gaudio was another one. Uh, who went into the last game with a chance for 800 which uh, again is the first time that I've personally Dude, seen and, that and you and you're shooting 590 come on mike come well, on yo man. i was i was listen i bowled with a regional titleist on my pair okay and i was the high high player on my pair so you're saying your pair was a lot harder than the than the Yeah first. so i'm basically i'm saying fuck you guys that's what i'm saying okay <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. You're going to make me curse dads here. I don't like to curse. I don't like to curse on the podcast anyway. Okay. Yo, man. But you're, yo, you're, hey. you're, yo, you're going to make me say fuck you guys. Okay. Yo, he's heard it. Trust me. He's heard it before, man. He lived in New York just like we did. I'm not worried about that. All right. So, so, uh, I don't know. I listen, I never come on here and claim to have all the answers. Right. But, uh, here's what Dude, maybe I Maybe Mike say. should accidentally use Mr. 800's ball or Mr. X's ball. Maybe he might. No, score no, better. don't want to use Mr. X's ball. No, no way. Mr. Eight Hundred ball, maybe. What Mr. So, X shoot? I don't. I can't explain why it seems like some pairs uh, seem to to score better than other pairs, or some sections of this house seem to pl- score better. I, I don't know. I, I don't really care. I'm not. I'm not one of those bowlers that watches somebody shoot eight hundred and, and says, and and I'm I'm I feel like I don't have a real good look on the same pattern. And say, oh well, their their pair was just better. Or the topography is better. I mean, that's not me. You know, to me, I, I think they're scorable too. You know, I feel like I could strike every shot if I really threw it that at that premium of a of a level. But uh, I I didn't. You know, so you so know here you go. Here's, here's regional titleist, regional titleist who bowls in the league. He's here in the chat. Walled. Let's hear what he has to walled. say. My pair was walled. Truth he wasn't on the eight hundred pair. pair, though. This is the other. This is the other guy I talked about who had five. I think five twenty something after two, right? Dude, people are giving you look. His ears are bleeding. Look, you're upsetting people in the chat, Mike. I'm sorry. Ryan's ears are bleeding. I'm sorry. Robert Hamilton even had to make a. a this is. A I'm P, this sorry. Is a I'm show. sorry. Rob brought it out in me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I just like giving Mike shit because. Of, of when I bowled that tournament and uh, someone averaged like 240, he's like, oh, there must have been a house shot. It must have been walled. You know, I mean, well, this is only one instance in a whole season. Okay. Now, I, you know, Lou says his pair was walled. My pair was definitely not walled. My pair got real tight down lane at certain parts of the lane. And if you didn't get the ball to an extreme right break point that you were probably going to 2810 or wash out. That's the way my pair was. I didn't feel like they were walled at all. But in this league, uh, like I said before, I I really Yo, have Nico likes it. Nico's hot, man. He likes that. He likes it. I, I truly believe that who you bowl against on your pair matters as much, if not more, as the actual pattern. Well, especially if you're bowling on short, right? I yeah. Mean, like, and listen, Luke. Like losing the chat saying his pair was walled, but yeah, because he probably his pair, much. his pair, from what I saw, almost every player on his pair was playing out, was playing right, was playing, playing right. extreme right, you know, and right. and if you, got, these, if you got a few people playing in right yeah. early, yo, yo, it, 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 yo, especially if you get some some people playing further left with your theme, yo, no, they can I get kind of tough. So no, it, it definitely matters, especially if there's high volume. It's like playing blackjack right at a table and you got five people and four people are playing the deck wrong, right? You probably your odds of actually making money goes down. And it's a fact. So same thing with bowling, right? If you got <coughs> six or eight people on a pair and they're all on the same page, or if they're all playing them similar, and then you got another pair where you got five people playing with surface two hours left of you, yo, it's gonna mess your shot up. I mean, it's just how it is. That's why. The USBC tournament, right? You got 10 people on a pair, and those two teams usually will work together to break down the lanes the right way. If you got three or four people out of the 10 that are doing their own thing and going rogue or can't play too far, going, right? Going rogue. 
I love no, it. they go rogue or rogue, meaning they don't know how to play right. They think right is five, but in reality, they're actually placing the ball on 15, which right. is a lot of people. Um, it really screws the pair up, and the scores aren't really that high compared to a team that all starts at like three or four, uses a lot of surface, right, and just beats that beats that break point up. And then, boom, as soon as the transition hits, you move left. And then you open up the shot, and then by the st- yeah, well, I mean, in, the, in a league, you can't do that. You can't, you can't. Well, tell no, in a league, dude. how to play them, and no, uh, you got to do this. It's crazy. It's like a know, tattoo. It's a minefield. It's a minefield. Really, it, it, often is what I feel like. But I do feel like I'm getting better at looking at who I'm bowling and kind of predicting what I have to do off of that. Like for instance, last night. After, after the first game on short, my move is usually to switch to something reactive and go left. But I knew because they were real tight down lane that it was going to be tricky to do that because if you didn't get it to that extreme right point, it wasn't yeah, going to hook. So I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to I'm not going to do what I normally do. And based on the way they're breaking down, I'm going to stick with the urethane and I'm going to I'm going to move right. Instead of moving left, I'm going to move right. And I did. I, I moved right and I bowled my best game the second game w- without question. So. You know, I think I'm getting better at at uh, adjusting off of what I see from from the lanes and and who I'm bowling and how they're going to break down. Man, but, it's all exper- it's all experience, Mike. Honestly, like every week you bowl and every tournament you bowl, you you you're able to read the lanes a lot clearer. You know your moves are so quick, Mike. Why do you think these guys like Norm Duke, for example, who's been on tour since he's 18, 17 years old? sees what he sees man because he's been doing it for so long they're so ahead of you in every aspect because of the experience factor these guys bowling hundreds of games a week you know on the toughest patterns right so and you're just getting a little bit of it you're bowling three games in the week oh yeah maybe a tournament right it's so hard it's so hard if you're not doing it on a regular basis but yeah since everybody wants to comment i'll put this up and again, Lou, if you don't know him, uh, very, very good bowler, regional titleist. How many 800s in the league's history? Uh, Bob Sampson last night, O'Grady, you know, who's a PBA major titleist, shot 820 in 2012. And uh, Smart, Ray Smarsh, bowled 805 one year. Uh, that's since 2010. Okay. I haven't yeah. bowled the league in all that time, in that whole, that entire time. Mike. But three, three in 12 years, come on, guys. You know, now if you don't hey. think they're tough, Come out anytime you want or, or hit me up, email us. I'll give you the patterns. I'll send you the patterns. You could put them out and you could, you know, tell me I'll what go. you shoot. So I want to bring this comment up because I feel like this is important. Jim Ward, um, uh, you know, Saw thanks that. for joining us. Uh, I've been bowling bad all year. I'm at the point I'm ready to give up. I'm normally averaging around 175. I'm a senior bowler this year. I'm at 158. My backswing is as bad, but I'm trying everything. Nothing works. So, Jim, here's my piece of advice for you. Um. I would lo- really love to know what you tried if trying is everything, because my advice to you would be find somebody in your area, wherever you are, wherever you live. I can even give you advice depending on where you live. Find out somebody who really knows what they're doing and pay for a lesson or two or three and have them really look at your backswing and have them really spend an hour with you. Because guess what? You could drill all the bowling balls you want. You could watch all the YouTube videos. You could do everything. But there, nothing is going to be as valuable as getting on the lanes with an actual real coach and having them look at you and having them actually like give you some real piece of advice. If you don't have anybody in your area, 
I would recommend you reach out to Mark Baker and do a virtual lesson with Mark Baker because it's worth the money. Trust me, this guy is the best in the world for a reason. So my advice to you would go find MarkBakerBowling.com. Go sign up for a virtual lesson. You know, have him, you know, give you all the advice you need from virtual. He'll look at your game. He'll he'll definitely give you some really piece of advice. And you'd be surprised how quick that average can go up to 190 if you get one or two really valuable pieces of evidence, a piece of lessons from, you know, with some of the best coaches in the world. Great advice, Rob. Jim, buddy, here's the good news. Even at 158, you're out averaging me a lot of weeks on my uh, on my sport league average. So uh, you're good, bro. You're good. I, yeah. I consider myself a good bowler, and and I do a bowling podcast. So uh, you're you're beating me. Uh, you're all right. I would also say when you're trying to change something in your bowling game, if it doesn't feel ridiculously different, then you're probably not doing it correctly. That's what I would say. If you're trying to change something I mean, in your game and it doesn't feel ridiculously different, uh, you probably need to commit to it a little bit better. But good good comment to bring up, Rob. Yeah, um, the bowling world these days, they want you to think that drilling okay, a new ball said, is going to solve it. He says you know he went I mean? to bowl you. He went to bowl you. Okay, all right. So that's, so, maybe they just it's a, it's a change for you. Like Okay. Keep so, at it. Yeah, keep at it. You know, Remember I, I the, definitely uh, try and try and – uh, implement Remember, the things that they gave you, 100%. you know, and uh, and honestly, if you went there, Jim, reach back out to them, email them, and say, and you know, tell them, hey, I'm struggling, I'm struggling with one or two things here, or some of the adjustments. They might say to you, all right, we'll take a video of yourself and send it to us, you know, and they might give you, uh, sure. they they might give you some advice there. Oh boy, oh boy, the uh, peacocks are coming in, peas. baby. Let's go, peacocks. Let's go, let's go. Friday, folks, come on. Jump on the cock wagon with me, all right? Will you jump? Sweep the rack, people. Jump on the Mike's, cock wagon. Mike's been me. on the cock wagon since right. he's eighteen. I've been on the cock wagon since nineteen ninety eight, bro. All right, know, I'm, I'm, you, I'm an OG on the cock. I'm an OG on the cock wagon. All right, it's fine, okay. Uh, but St. Peter's, let's go, man. You know, I got, I got, I got four four hundred and seventy dollars riding on this game. Uh, it pays thirty four hundred if they win straight up. So uh, let's go. All right, yeah. We talked about we talked about my uh, my bowling. Let's talk about Rob's bowling. You didn't you didn't bowl an event this weekend, Rob. But you went back to uh, B B three, right? Man, I spent. Let me tell you something. Um, I've practiced a lot in my life, and I feel fortunate right now to have a facility that's a fifteen minute drive for me, where I could put out um, literally a pattern, which they usually. Uh, will um, select it was usually a team for USBC or singles and doubles and to spend an hour and actually have a, a, an amazing practice every time I go because one there's nobody there because the facility only has four lanes and it's on string pins and they put out a really hard shot usually for me to be able to put seven or eight balls down on the on, on the pattern and actually um you know try to reproduce shots and see my reactions switch hand positions when my ball isn't striking uh try moving right try moving left look testing my eyes testing my feet my practices have went from like really just like mediocre to like unbelievable practices like i'm like coming out of there like all, all, i feel like i'm throwing it really really good right now um i have my equipment is pretty good i think I'll find out as it bowl the tournaments this weekend. 
I have a city tournament on Saturday. It's one of those like nine game tournaments. You bowl team um, singles and doubles. And then I'm bowling with uh, Mike Haugen in doubles. So I have a pretty good doubles partner. I have a feeling that the tournament, that's going to be a pretty easy shot. Um, to be honest with you, nine games, I wouldn't really feel bad if they were easy. Um, I know Sunday is going to be really hard. Um, they're putting out Kegel red, red square. If you know what that pattern is, it's, I'm pretty sure pretty flat pattern uh, on seven games and it's probably going to go to step ladders. So I have a whole weekend of bowling. I'll get a really good idea of where my game is at after this weekend on how I feel and how I score. And then I'll just make the, the necessary adjustments. But Mike, I would love, you would love this place to come out. I mean, honestly, it's a little bit expensive. It's an hour. It's $40 for the hour. Um, but if I had two people, well, I mean, for, for an hour, but if I had two people, it'd be $20 a person. So I would love for you to been out here and be able to go practice every weekend and put on the, uh, like the, what is it? The, um, the, the thing that gives you all the analysis. Specto. Is it, oh, specto, not the spectra, but the specto, um, where it gives you your break point, your lay down. Awesome. So yeah, I feel like my so game is you, you, really you good make- right now. You made me think of something. So I go, I've been going to practice at Hal Lane. Shout to Hal Lane's and uh, shout to Mike Ormsby who does, who does the lanes there. He's been, he's been helping me out, putting out some patterns. And uh, you're, you're making me think of this, Rob. Parker Bones actually opened a training center inside Hal Lane's. Oh, really? He, yeah. He, he bought the first six lanes. Okay. He bought the Smart. first six lanes of Hal Lane's. And they're not only opening a training center. Which is going to have all all of what you're describing: yeah. new machines, new lanes, new approaches. They tore everything out. Uh, they're going to have specto, but it's also going to be like a VIP experience. That that if say you want to have a bowling party, you can rent it out, and it, it's going to have better lane graphics, sort of like Top Golf for bowling. Uh, so I, I love seeing these different places pop up. You know, I love yeah. seeing these places pop up. Uh, so Rusty, Rusty Thompson's in the chat. He's from our league too. Rusty, you know, get it. people are people are saying our league that that it's easy because somebody shot eight hundred and two because people two people two people had eight hundred going into the last awesome. game. Please uh, defend the integrity of our league here, Rusty, in the chat, Imagine. please. All right, stand left, row right, call in the troops. Let's go. We're being assaulted. But here's Tired something interesting. Real quick, before we go on to the PBA, the review, um, my brother, Dave, I was talking to him last week, and he really gave me a really a point that kind of like opened my eyes up a little bit. The spec, um, the spec, so it shows you where your lay down point of your bowling ball is. So it actually shows you the board you're laying it down. It's amazing to see the difference between where you're laying the ball down and where your actually eyes are. So there's a point where if you're actually looking at like let's just say 10, right, and you're trying to hit 10 and that's where your focus is, right. and then you look at your lay down point, your lay down point is at like 14 or 15, you're actually laying the ball down three or four boards left of where you want to want to actually hit. So when you're bowling a tournament and you see everybody standing 10, you might actually have your eyes might actually want to look at like six or seven. Because you know your lay down point is three or four boards left of where you're actually looking. So it's actually really valuable to see that. 
to be honest with you. And also your ball speed. Dude, my RPM is like for spares is almost 100 more RPM than my strike shot. How is that even possible? Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, right? Like my RPM, I average about 16 miles an hour of my speed. My RPM is about 390, around 390 to 400. Yeah, which is not really be great, better, right? Boss. I think it'd be it better. could be I better. Know. I know it could be better. But my spare shots was like, I was going to like 470 RPM. And I'm like, holy crap. My So I must get all it's over. Because you got spares. that plastic and you're, you know, you just, you can just <laughs> whack <laughs> away. It, it, it. So anyway, I was like, it, interesting. Because when I, you see the stats on TV and you see EJ attacking at 500, you're like, man, this kid's actually, um, RPMing 100 more, but I don't know how valid those RPM is. Like, I don't really know. That's really hard to statistic. I, I have a feeling that maybe the RPM isn't exactly um, like up to speed on those spectos, but it's interesting just to see compared to where you are on on what the PBA players are. We have uh, we have some comments on the on the Dude, increased that's a good rate of the spare ball. Yeah. A couple people saying that in the uh, yeah in the chat. Good so point. good points there. Uh, yeah. Rob, I don't know, man. It sounds like sounds like B three should be like sweep the rack sponsor over here. You're there like all Dude. all the weekends. I love you it. Know? There. All they need I, is you know, a it gym. sounds awesome. If I was all out there, bro, forty dollars an hour, no doubt. Sign me up. I told I told the guys that are working on putting together uh the the place at Hal Parker Bones Training Center there. I told them, yo, just let me know when you start taking reservations. I want to be the first person. You know, so come nice. in, use it. So it's just so nice to go into a place and not worry about global birthday party kids yeah it is I, being uh, addressed right like uh, i have that right now and i just i just value it so much i do i value it so much like dude, it, to so be able to go in on a saturday morning and get a good practice session in on a pattern on a pair by myself with very little interruption is just it's just golden it is it's golden it's it, it's amazing honestly, the investment's gonna pay off i mean honestly it is like I keep going yeah, there and right. going on the str- on the string pins, especially like when I go to a tournament at the tat. When coming up to the tat in July, which I've signed up for, um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to have them put out the tat patterns for me, the old tat patterns. Okay. And dude, I'll, a, I'll drill a couple balls. You know, I'll I'm under a little bit. I'm under pressure from people to make an appearance at the tat this summer, dude. Dude, people are calling out, for sweep the rack at the tat. The semis would be hype if either one of us made it. That's what they're <laughs> calling for. They're call, they're calling for sweep the rack at the tat. I don't know. Dude. I'm gonna have to uh, undertake negotiations on that. So we'll see. I'll have to follow up. But yeah, all right, uh, you ready to? Do, roll before we get in, before we get into the tournament, do you want to talk? Do you want to quickly? Because I don't. Yo, know, I'm tired of the urethane conversation. I really am. Yawn. Okay, like come on. The Purple Hammer is still dominating. Like, wake me up when there's more news about it. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about it, though? Because the USBC yeah. did take a greater step this week. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about it. I'm not getting into a 30-minute conversation about it. Yeah, sweep um, the rack on location. Where's my shirt, Dave? Where's my shirt? I can't go to the tat if I don't have a sweep the rack shirt. I'm waiting two years. Go ahead, Rob. Um, so the USBC came in, uh, in the last week and decided that they were removing the 2016, 2017, uh, purple hammers off the USBC approval ball approval list. Now, when I talked to Chad Murphy about this whole topic a few weeks back, 
he told me really the only thing at a national governing body that he could do is remove balls off an approval list. That would completely take the ball out of play for all of the USBC, all the centers, all the local associations. If the ball is on the uh, USBC approval list, the only people that could ban the ball would be the local associations, could ban the ball. So by him removing it off of the 2016-2017 uh, approval list, it says to me, obviously, which everyone already knows, that it, the ball is done. If you have a 16 or 17, send it back to, to Brunswick. Have them you know, send you a new one or whatever. Um, and yeah, uh, that's pretty much at a high level really what happened. There was some other things where I was reading about you know, Mitch Beasley, right? His story about being validated and, you know, all of the people who worked at Ebonite during that time were interviewed and those pre people were validated. Look, this conversation, I feel like, Mike, the horse is dead. I feel like if the horse got any more dead, it would literally, we'd have to literally like, it's just over, Mike. This story, the Purple Hammer is dead. The Spectra is dead, right? Stone expects Storm the bring that well, back, the, the, right? See, that, I think that's where the arguing point will be is that the Purple Hammer is not dead. Like, it's still there. Well, it's the 1617 the... Purple Hammer okay. is dead. It's okay. Dead. Now, will okay. the 18 get banned next year? I'm very interested in that because of the two-year rule they're saying, right? I have a 2018 Purple but, Hammer. But, but that rule is a PBA rule. What? The 18? Oh, the two-year rule. Two-year rule. Two years. PBA but, rule. Yeah. Right. right. So who knows? Um, Jim, we're with you, buddy. Glenn Allison, 900. Approve that. We're with you. We had Chad. We, we had Chad Murphy on. I think we brought that up. Sherry, uh, the, 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 the string pins are harder to knock down at B3. It's no, the carry stinks. I flat 10. I literally flat 10 like six straight times there. There's no, and it really helps you understand you, how good you, of a reaction you need. Free pins are so much easier to carry. Just my opinion at B3. Answer your question there. Um, anyway, so let's talk a little bit about Spectra, okay? Because Spectra to me was a little bit more of a surprise um, of the whole ban thing. Spectra got banned. We all knew they pulled it off the shelf due to the harmless level. We talked about it last week. Storm comes back and, you know, they're still, uh, you know, uh, appealing that whole decision whatnot. Storm comes out and they say, hey, like, get on our platform, our website. Here's a list of seven Storm balls you guys could exchange for free, as well as they're giving, I believe it's a certificate to get the ball drilled at the pro shops too. I'm not sure how that works, but they are giving some kind of drilling. That's a great response by Storm. I feel like they did right by the bowlers on that. I, I think they had no other choice but to do that. My only beef with Storm is the fact that they didn't give the bowlers an option to pay a little bit more money to maybe get a, a high-performance ball. I understand, and there's people out there that says, well, we should be able to pick whatever ball we want to from the whole Storm Roto 900 no, level line. No, Okay? I don't think that's right because of the price point, right? If you paid 175 for a Spectra, you should only get a ball that's in that price range, right? And you get a free drilling. I get that. That's perfect. I do really believe, though, they should have gave an option where maybe you pay an extra $35, Mike, or $25, right? And you're able to move up and get a trend to uh, a Nova 
um, you know, a Zen master, like anything really that's real high performance. So it gives the people maybe an idea of to jump into high performance. It also helps storm out too, because, you know, you want to give uh, bowlers the most maybe high performance bowling balls in, in, in your line, right? Because then they maybe the next ball, they keep drilling the high performance line. So they could have used it as a marketing tool also, but Anyway, what are your thoughts on that? I, I'm curious. Uh, my thoughts, I don't know. I think about it from a business perspective first, and I think that's got to be a, log- a logistical nightmare. But what, I don't understand. What's the what's – the, how am I crazy for giving the bowlers an option to move up to a high performance? Mike Flanagan so anyway, in the chat. He's telling uh, me I'm nuts. He says I'm nuts. I don't see where I'm so I, I, I can I can understand why he says that because I think that, you know, they – you're looking at a company that already has an issue on their hands that they're trying to solve. And there's, there's probably a lot of, of moving parts and how to solve that issue. And then we want to put more on top of that even. And I don't know. I mean, to me, it just seems like, no, you, you, you know, this is the ball. You switch it out for this ball, you know, or you, ha- I mean, I would feel fortunate that I had a choice. You know, I would feel fortunate that I had a choice of balls, let alone, um, you know, uh, be, being able to purchase something at a higher level than I previously did. You know, I also feel like th- then it almost becomes like a try and buy type thing where it's like, well, I didn't like that one. So I'm going to pay a couple extra bucks and then get this, this higher level ball. But I'm not saying the, I'm not saying the pro shops are doing it. I'm saying this has to come directly from storm where you're able to just pay more money to get a high performance ball. No, but um, I think I think he's saying I think Emerald Sin is saying that if if the bowler wants, they could take the credit for the Spectre and you know the that the pro shop will work it out with the difference with them instead of Storm working it out. Dude, let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to listen to Mike's uh, point, by the way. Mike, I hate to tell you, but you need a new profile picture, man. I don't, that's not a good picture of you. <laughs> Uh, to, de- ah. to design a portal for something nobody saw coming is not something even close on the radar. Think about yeah. how much they are steaming over this. Yo, now don't get me wrong here. The logistics and for Storm is a absolute nightmare, okay? Because not only is it a PR nightmare for them, how much money this is costing them, I can't even fathom to think about how much money this whole deal is costing them because they're not getting any money back for that Spectra. And now they have to actually give out more bowling balls to how many thousands of people, Mike, that probably bought that Spectre throughout the, what, like three or four months. And you have to get people to work on this exchange, right? I We got DMs, people on Twitter saying us all day that the serial numbers aren't, um, you know, registering on the portal. Storm is not answering emails. Dude, I am, they're probably so overwhelmed by this. And they don't probably have any of the manpower to do it. Let's just say it like this. I'm just happy not to be working for Storm right now in that end of it. Because I don't even want to think about the logistics nightmare they're dealing with right now. So it's yeah, easy for and, me to sit and, here and say what they should or shouldn't do. Yeah, Mike, Mike, nice job with the World Series bowling commentary, too. Yeah, 100%. Um, Mike's, Mike, Mike's good, man. Wait, uh, I, I just, I, you know, he was doing some different things, trying some different things, which I appreciate. Uh but it, Mike's commenting here about the retail cost just on the drilling. You know, if you assume that they sold 15,000 specters, retail cost on the drilling is 3.3 million, right? But I, I, I don't know. You really think they're paying retail cost on the drilling? There's a lot of storm VIP pro shops out there, Mike. 
You know, uh, Storm's been doing a lot of favors for a lot of people out there for a long time. So his profile picture is overexposed, like your webcam tonight. I don't even know what that means, but see that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, we're we're wow. we're aggressive tonight. We're a little too aggressive. Tonight. I know, and the old man's watching too, Dad. Sorry, he is. He is. Yeah, we're a little too aggressive tonight, but no. <laughs> You know, listen, I, I give Storm credit in this situation. You know, obviously they're doing right by the customer, you know, uh, but I, I also feel like what else are they going to do? Um, in terms of the cost of the company, yeah, I, I do think about it as, as, from a business perspective there, uh, you know, in terms of what million, it's going to cost them. Yeah, but uh, all right, the cost of the ball plus the drilling, all right, okay, okay. If they're they're giving fifty dollars and they fifteen thousand, if that's how many they sold, I'm not sure I'm sold on that sold number, Mike. I don't know if they sold fifteen thousand. I, I look, that's that's just a speculation. I, I can't. I'd have to see that in front of me to see that they sold fifteen thousand of them because that really wasn't that much of a, a popular of a bowling ball. Like, okay. I, I mean, if it was a trend two, maybe I could undersee that. You know, in Belmo might be broke, but. Um, Lou in the chat commenting that he already got his replacement ball from Hammer. Took, took oh, because well, they knew days. this was happening since 2016, Mike. So they had six <laughs> years. They had six years to prepare uh, for this Brunswick. Um, fair point. Anyway. Fair so, okay, point. so All enough right. about the enough. 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 We're 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 Beat taking we're taking an official hiatus from the from the urethane controversy conversation all right unless if you, another if you know me personally and you see me somewhere don't talk to me about urethane and controversy all right we could talk about urethane in use but not urethane and controversy okay so unless something gets banned next week and <laughs> <laughs> then we'll be back on it again yeah we'll be back. all right back. rob uh there was a professional bowling tournament that took place saturday sunday there and was? we, yeah, we did our, yeah, you wouldn't know because you don't have flow anymore. So Rob's going to come here and commentate and speculate on a bunch of shit he hasn't even watched. No, no doubt. But uh, there was a professional bowling tournament Saturday, Sunday, last week. And we did our World Series of Bowling uh, wrap on Sunday because that was also the day of the last World Series of Bowling show, which was the college show. So we neglected that tournament. We didn't go over it knowing that we would be on here Wednesday. And uh, you know we want to we want to give our rundown for this tournament. So uh, up first, let's uh, let's. Well, oh wait, we have a question. Rob wants to address Emerald Sin. I feel I feel like this is this is a burner account status here. We're giving too much. We're giving too much play to the burner account. He says, "When are you guys starting to sweep the rack bowling association?" I don't I don't know about that. I mean, I would do a lot of things differently. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you there'll be no house. There wouldn't be any house shot patterns at any of the leagues the Sweep the Rack Association was sponsoring. And guess what? That would be probably uh, keep our honor score um, awards. That would cut that expense would be definitely to a minimum because we wouldn't be giving out 5,300 awards every week, or I should say more like 5,300 awards. Um, I'll tell you a Sweep the Rack 300 and 800. Dude, that would be worth a lot more money than what, you know, or prestige than what a USB-C 300 or 800 is right now. For sure. For sure. We would probably award you a handwritten letter of congratulations from from Sweep the Rack. It's probably what, what, well, what, the, I, what the award would be. With your Sweep the Rack association dues, you would get a discount at every local bar. 
for your bar tabs? We, we, we could do handwritten letters because there would be so few honor scores that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be something that we would have to do on the regular. Oh, patch pirates would definitely not be allowed in the league. No, no you actually have to wear association. You'd actually would have to wear like an eye patch, or you would have to actually wear some kind of patch pirate patch. No, to me, they would be denied denied entrance to the association. But no, not likely, not likely, not something that we're uh, we're we're talking about behind the scenes here. All right, Rob, let's run the ladder for this tournament. Uh, and someone did run the ladder in this tournament, and that was uh, the best bowler on the planet right now. Uh, and probably the best bowler to ever throw a bowling ball down the lane, and that was Jason Belmonte. Shocker. My stock is so good right now, Mike. It's literally like – Oh, God. My stock is so high right now. Like It's like literally I, – I mean, I'm not selling because this thing is going to – it's going to the moon, my stock. You, on the other hand, sold the Belmo stock, so you don't own any stock in Belmo anymore. So – um. Just uh, reminding me uh, of that every time he wins a okay. tournament. Okay, you know, um, but I wonder, like, uh, does a financial stock market analyst uh, get go and and buy Amazon stock and then and then uh, brag about what a great stock analyst he is? Yeah, if do it they? I don't think higher, they do. If it keeps getting higher, um, so here's the thing: I said at the beginning of this year that Belmo could go down and have the best his the best season of his career. Is it looking that way now? If maybe, yeah, maybe he's close because he's already no, one bowl. He's got of the a year. shot. He's got a shot. He's got a shot. He's already one bowl of the year, right? I mean, that's pretty. Locked. Does he win the Masters? Masters if he wins is a hard the Masters. To win. If he wins the Masters, we're we're going to be having that conversation. Does he win the Masters PBA playoffs? Because if he if he sticks around for the PBA playoffs, you got to imagine he's going to be really tough to beat in that format. The so thing about it is with these next with the masters in the playoffs is now you're talking about match play right in order to get to the finals when in the prior tournaments there there the masters in the playoffs are a different format right so i do feel like this is going to be a lot harder for belmo to win right for a masters but on the other hand there is the belmo factor when people bowl belmo they seem not to bowl their best these days so yeah, that that's that's I, I saw that, and that's what I was going to bring up is he, there was a season where he won three majors, you know. So like uh, that's huge, you know that that's that's tough to top almost. But really tough. you know, if he wins the Masters and he wins the playoffs, I mean, you know, that's uh, both. I don't know if he wins both, but that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll be he'll without a doubt be in the final the final four of the. The, either the playoffs or the Masters. I think he had I don't, a better chance in the playoffs. I, I don't. I don't know if I ever said that Tom Darty was the player of the year after two events last year. I might have said Kyle Troop was the player of the year after two events last year, but I don't. I don't know if I said Tom Darty. Um, okay. So, so, let's so talk about the pe- first people match. people are saying in the chat, you know, that that Belmo does not have player of the year locked up. Okay. I can hear a small argument on that, but but who are we talking about? We're only talking about Prather, right? Is that it? But it, I mean, yeah, right. And I mean, and what does Prather have to do to take it? He's got to win the Masters. Win. He's got to win the Masters, and he probably has to have a great performance the at the PBA playoffs. Yeah, hundred percent. So, 
Interesting, you know, though. That's, I mean, that's a huge uh, a huge ask, I think. Dude, but think about how, I mean, pissed Belmo was in the offseason. I mean, dude, he came out this season like he's – he was looking he, – he listened to all the doubters, including you, Big Mike. He, I know he listened to it and said, yo, I'm coming out and I'm going to whip people this year. And he came out on a mission this year. Like, it is no joke where, where he is right now. Um, 18 titles away from Walter Ray. Does he get there? Yes. You think yes. so? Okay. Keep, if they keep running tournaments, especially like these World Series, like sweeper tournaments and these like one day, like See, two it's day, funny like, you say morning. that. It's funny you say that, you know? Why? Because it's true, right? He's, I mean, he's tough to beat, you know, and even the long, could you imagine how many titles right now he'd have if those, if there was like 25 to 30 of those long, like, format tournaments that they had back in like the 70s and 60s dude he would be absolutely killing them in titles like you know i mean think about it right on dude on the longer formats he's so hard to beat on those 24 game match play type tournaments yeah yep yep no i i i I hear you you know i'm not so i'm not making too much of an argument but the the only thing i'll say is you know, Kyle Troop won, and and again, there was a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar event. So it's I not even it's not even fair to compare. But you know, he did win a half a million last year. But no, he's gonna win this. He'll he'll be ninety. He'll still be winning the Storm Cup. Fair you enough. Know? Yeah. Um. So let's talk the, the ladder. Run, run the ladder. You I know ladder Sid. Sid. Sid in the chat is saying they had thirty two events a year in Walter Ray Bold. Clearly, right, but. At the same time, the events were longer formats and the fields were bigger, you know, and they weren't limited fields in, in many of those events. So sure. it, it's it, it's really it's a hard conversation to have. It's comparing it, apples it, it to is. bananas a little bit. Yeah, it's it, it is. It's a hard conversation to have. I, I think, you, you know, you, you almost have to separate the, the, the eras to a degree, you know, and and identify the best of each era and compare them as best you can. But, all right, let's run the ladder. Let's run the ladder here. Uh, the first match, if I remember correctly, was Belmo against – Yes, for Svensson. Svensson, yes, yes, okay. Yeah, Bel- Belmo won 246-221. Was that the closest match he bowled for the night? No. What were the other scores? No, he beat Levery Spar next match by one pin. Oh, that's right. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah Svensson, Svensson. You know, ha- had it, but didn't have it like he usually has it. You know, that's that. And I know that that's somewhat of an awkward description, but, you know, he was able to hit the pocket. He he just wasn't able to, uh, he, he didn't have as much room for error as, as he normally seems to have. And I would say that he didn't seem to have the, uh, the carry percentage that he normally has in that match. So Belmo, uh, winner of the first game, no surprise. I mean, He's at a point where you're really not surprised by uh, by anything that he does, you know. I mean, so like, yeah, when he goes when he goes in an environment like that and, and runs the ladder, you're kind of just like, oh, okay, you know. Uh, so yeah, so Sherry, yeah, he knows it. He didn't watch it. He knows it because he has the scores pulled up in front of him. No, I have it memorized. I know yeah. everything that's going on. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm looking at you. He and did. I'm telling you to- he did miss a spare against against Jesper. You're right. That was shocking, Lou. 
That was shocking. I I, I almost gasped when Belmont tragedy, Mike. There. Let me vent a little bit. You know what's a tragedy is that the fact that these finals aren't on TV. That's a that's the tragedy. Okay, even if it, at this point, even if it's taped, you know, let people watch it. You know what I mean? Instead, they're probably going to put on some stupid strike derby or something something ridiculous that we have to watch instead of putting on these finals. Uh, I want to I want to just bring this up for a second. Nolan, 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 media, Mr. Media for bowling for the PBA. Love, love what this kid's doing. If you don't follow him, follow him on social media. He says limited field side is pretty much irrelevant, though. No, it's not. No, it's not, young bull. It's not irrelevant at all. And here's why. Because a lot of those scrubs that you're saying would be filling spots, there'd be weeks where they would have the look. They would have the the hometown, The hometown heroes. Yeah, and and they, they would go out and whack them. And and perhaps win, right? So so I think that's what you're neglecting there. You know, uh, just want to put that out there. All right. Yeah. Um, so he, next he match, next match, best match of the night. Two hundred two, two hundred one. Belmont they just squeaks by Lavery Spar. Sean Lavery Spar. Yeah, Sean Lavery Spar had him. He had him in this match. I mean, people in the chat that watch the match. Am I wrong? Am I wrong that Sean that, that Lavery Spar had him dead to rights, and he let him off the hook? You know, we the Rob, Belmont we talked, we talked, yeah, we talked about it. We talk about it all the time. You know, the the things seem to f- go his way in these matches, right? One way or another, things seem to go his way. You know, and I understand, I understand the pressure of bowling somebody like that, right? But you know, to see it happen so frequently and with such regularity, I think is, right? is is the thing that's so shocking. Like what when Walter Ray had his run of, of dominance, I don't really remember guys like crumbling against him as guys seem to do against Belmo. Right. But this is this is becoming like a regular theme of you know Belmo matching up against somebody and Person has him dead to rights, and somehow he finds a way out of it. He he's like Houdini, you know. So but the other person's you. letting him off the hook. So let's talk a little bit about that, the Belmo factor. So do you think that it's just this is, like this is so good, Jimmy? They roll over and show Belmo their soft belly. I yeah, agree, I mean, man. So I do agree. you think? Do you think that they're the Belmo factor is from? Are they intimidated? By Belmo, or is it like an is it a mental thing? Because it's actually it it's, oh, real. It it's, it's real. It's 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 a hundred percent mental. And what I, I think it? I think you you know you probably know what it is. It's it's it, it's that idea of like being in the in a spot that you didn't think you would be in, and now you realize that you're right on the verge of this this thing that you didn't think you could accomplish or do, and it becomes too much for you. It becomes too much for you. You know. Except for AJ Chapman, who didn't let him off the hook last week. And I feel like it's going to take, for that to happen, it's going to take like a young bull, like that's has no fear, right? And I would think Simonson would be the guy, right? To me, Simonson would be the guy that wouldn't ha- have the Belmo factor. And I feel like he's actually, you know, been a victim of the, of the, of the Belmo factor as well, too, on a lot of the occasions. So, 
I you know, in his case, I have to say I don't I, I I wouldn't put him in that category of of being impacted by the Belmo factor. I think there's other guys who have been. I think that there's some there's some who who are not. Uh, Darty's a good example. Yeah, Darty's a good example actually. You know, he's yeah, not Dar- somebody who's who, Dar- who's not afraid. Yeah, who's going to back down? Like I feel like he's somebody who's going to is going to you know really uh, come come alive in that moment. But yeah, listen, it, Rob, you're right. It's a real thing at this point, and that's what it happened is. in this match. Nolan Hughes just pointed out, and he was there uh, that Belmo had what a 63 in the fifth frame, okay, and won this game. All right, so you know, kind of shocking. Yeah, I feel like that's a good comparison. It is a little bit of Tiger Woods syndrome. You know yeah, what it has- is? because like, look, like if you fight someone like in like the cage, right? Remember Mike Tyson, dude, back in the prime. Dude, you Mike Tyson, when you knew you got in a ring with Mike Tyson, you knew you 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 were gonna get fucked up. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you knew you couldn't make one mistake and you were gonna end up laid out. And there is a, a definitely factor with Belmo where if you know that you need to throw pretty much a, you, one of the best games of the tournament to beat him on TV, that it it's could it's overwhelming for someone because you're so afraid to make that mistake, right? Because you know if you show him your throat, he's going to take it. And I yeah, feel and like he that's al- a little bit. He, he, he also has figured out how to remain calm despite the circumstance out there at all times. It's confidence. Like he, he's never panicking. He always feels like he's got enough time to do what he needs to do. So uh, Confidence. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's 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 impressive. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's, it's very little, impressive. It's confidence. It's a little bit of cockiness. Um, All right. So Belmo moves on, and he goes to bowl EJ Tackett. And I know, I know. Everybody wants to talk about the nine pin. I know, right? Everybody wants to talk about the nine pin. I don't want to talk Mike. about the nine pin. I don't want to talk about the nine pin. I want to talk about the two eight in the ninth frame. Okay. 2-8 in the ninth frame, not a good shot. Probably might have been the worst shot of the game for EJ. May have been. Uh, again, has Belmo right where he wants him, right where he wants him. Get up in the ninth, make a great shot. You know, you're, you're probably going to lock him out here. No, 2-8. 2-8, okay? Then he goes up in the tenth frame needing a double to lock Belmo out and leaves the nine. All right. Well, I mean, you know, ninth frame, not, not, not great execution. Okay. So again, I I would attribute that to sort of the same thing we were just talking about the Belmo factor, you know, where guys have them right dead to rights and they, and they let them out of it. Dude, how good of a year is EJ Tackett having, Prior to making the shows, I mean, he's having an unbelievable year. If AJ was able to f- actually finish on TV, he would be in ri- he would be in contention for Player of the Year, hundred percent this year. Absolutely, he's setting himself up every week to win, and he's throwing it so good right now. And I, I mean, man, like he just, oh. Dude, that's got to be so discouraging for him because he's setting himself up every week. Um, so I looked for EJ to have a good Masters. I look for him to have even a better PBA playoff. I feel like it's got to be 
the way Belmo's ball, he's got to be discouraging to everybody, honestly. Dude. Because it's like, you know, he's he, he's, he's I love that term. They're, they're, all these guys bowling Belmo are picking up an acute case of Belmosis. You know, funny, man. Crazy how good he's been bowling, but... Yeah, anyway, Sid, so, he, he he does have a win, though. The doubles. Sid is saying EJ has no wins. He has the doubles win, so he has doubles one win. win. Which was a good win, but, I mean, still, it's not going to win him player of the year. Okay. All, All right, Mike, so let's give some awards. Belmo wins another title. Uh, player of the year is, like, on its way to being locked up, it looks like, unless Prather or EJ Tackett makes some unbelievable run here. Uh, let's give our rundown here, Rob. Where do you want to go? What do you want to start with? If you If you're joining us for the first time here, or you've never been here for a tournament rundown before, we kind of have a standard format uh, of categories that we go through for the tournaments. And we're going to announce tonight that Rob Rob has uh, decided for Sweep the Rack that we are dropping the spare shooter category. We're really dropping it because Rob doesn't have flow, so he can't watch closely enough to identify spare shooter. My spare shooter this week would have been Jason Belmonte for missing a nine pin. It was like it reminded me of Walter Ray missing a spare on TV. So is what it is. So let's go with Rye with me. Not Rye with me. Still it. So I'm gonna start with the uh, riding with me. Y'all, you know who I'm riding with this week? I'm riding with the Lavery Spar brothers. Okay. Y'all, they had a great tournament, both of them this week. Sean finished in three third, and I believe uh, was it um, was it Anthony finished in I believe twelfth. So man, yo, the Lavery Spar brothers, I don't know them, but I guarantee you they seem like cool guys to hang out with. Yo, I guarantee you we're riding, man. He's in third, twelfth, dude. We're going to Colorado, man. We're we're, we're gonna stop, probably get some good food. It's fair. That's who I'm riding with. It's fair. Okay. I'm I'm riding with uh, for the second time this year. I'm riding with Troop and Svensson. I'm riding with Troop and Svensson to the next event because uh, they're buddies. Fun. They finished right behind each other. One made the show. One didn't. So you know that Kyle's not going to be upset. That he didn't make the show because his buddy made the show. And Jesper's not going to be too upset because he made the show, even though he he lost to Belmo and Belmo went on the win. So it's like, well, I lost to Belmo. But yeah, you know, I think it would always be a fun time to ride with uh ride with Kyle and uh and Jesper. You know, they were doing a little uh they were doing a little like ask us anything as they were driving out to Colorado from Lubbock. So uh, you know, interesting to see that. I I, I you know, hypothetically I would just love to take a ride with those guys. Yeah, no, it's great. Um not I Ryan, would, um... who you got? You know, this was a, a, a tough decision because there was a part of me that didn't want to ride with Tackett after that stone nine. But I feel like it, it, it would be still a decent ride because of how good of a year he's having. Um, I'm gonna I'm not riding with Anthony Simonson. because uh, if anybody knows he withdrew uh and after I think believe after six games. And I, I know Anthony, I don't know him great, but I know him and I feel like anytime he withdraws from a tournament. Uh, it had to be a bad withdrawal, and the competitive guy he is, I, I can't imagine him being in a good mood on, on the ride out of the um, Lubbock. So, I'm not. I don't want to ride with Anthony. Would have been a quiet ride, I think. Uh, I'm not riding with Kyle Sherman, and therefore I'm not riding with Brad Miller. Uh, I'm not riding with Kyle Sherman because he went from, I think, 
second to seventeenth. Like second to seventeenth in one round. I don't know. That's a tough ride. That's a tough drop. It's a tough. That's a tough ride. I mean, still not good, but seventeenth isn't like terrible. Wait, but do you know, Rob? But the format was that pins carry over, and it's only a few games format. Right. So he fell. Was kind of where it was. Serious. So uh, I wouldn't be riding with Sherman. All right. uh, Next, let's go to dumpster diving gold medal. Yeah, I'm giving my dumpster dive and Chris Vi. Damn. Damn, yeah, we got man. the I mean, same look, one. Yeah. Well, I had we to. We can talk about Sorry, it. Let's I like Chris Vi, friend of the show, Chris Vi. We interact on Twitter a lot. Really good dude. And I had I, I had coming in him as like somebody to really assert themselves going into this season. Hasn't worked out that way. Uh, I just saw on social media that he put something out saying he feels like he's back at square one again, which – you know, is is obviously never a good feeling, but yeah, I had to give it to him when I looked over the bottom of the standings. Like he was, he was all really the only major name that stuck out to me. Where I was like, "Ooh, Hoss," you know, don't expect to see you down there. Yeah, and the Christian Ascona didn't have a good tournament either. I think he finished 59th after just almost winning the prior tournament. So it just shows you how one week you're a hero and the next week you're a zero. But uh, Chris Vido is having a rough year, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy from the Reading 10, I see in the comments. Man, so much high expectations. We interviewed him prior to this year, and we were talking to him. And I think this is a, a case of Chris Vi uh, probably put, putting a way too much pressure on himself this year to, to to really step up his game. You see it so many times after player after people that are close to winning a player of the year or have a big year, they just put way too much pressure. I think Kyle Troop is in the same boat this year too. I just think that they're just putting way too much pressure on themselves to try to have a, a just as good as years per previous. So, uh, Nico, I just read on Instagram that Marshall Ken has hip issues and with NWD. Dude, bowling it takes physically, man, it takes you out, dude. Just a lot of games. Not good to hear. Not good to hear. But yeah, he uh, he didn't uh, he didn't uh, bowl good today. All right, Rob, let's go yeah. to uh, milk carton. My milk carton award goes to Nathan Bohr. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure he's living in Texas, so I'd imagine that's the reason why he went, but I saw him in 36th. Um, So, you know, I know Nathan Bohr, great kid. I bowled college against him, both of Wichita. Uh, You know, I I like to see him, you know, win a title. I know he's been at it for a really long time, Mike. He's been out there bowling for so long. And he's a nice kid, and I, you know, I, I wish him well. But, you know, giving him the milk carton, Nathan Bohr. Uh, I'm going Wesley Low, milk carton. Yeah, that's my guy. Man. Wesley that's my Low, like, he's he's been doing well in some in some PTQs, right? And I know that, but he hasn't really been having success in the regular events. And yeah, he had some success here in this event. So I, I like Wesley Low. We had him on, Rob. Very, very personable young man. He's you know, such a I, nice I, kid. Our interview with him was was a really good one. If you guys haven't watched it and checked it out, we had a lot of fun. He's he's like right right up our kind of alley in terms of uh, personality wise. So uh, yeah, you know, like to see him bowl good. But I got you know I got to right? give him milk carton, Rob. Tell him when you see him this weekend. If you see him out there, tell him, yo, uh, my boy. He had to give you milk carton because you know it's been a while since you were there. Yeah. I want to. I like to schedule after this year's over. We'll schedule a follow up interview with him and to see how his 
perspective on the tour has changed. And I know his switch to motive too has been an interesting one for him. Uh, and I don't think people realize how hard it is for bowling ball uh, for bolt for professional bowlers to switch ball companies. Uh, when you're so used to looking at a switch for anybody, but but if you have continue on, uh, I see you you, Hoss. Who you got? Uh, I'm going with Sean Lavery spar and finishing third. I see you Hoss because I mean, Mike, the top 10 were killers in this tournament. Belmo, Tackett, Svensson, Troop, Barrett, AJ Johnson, Tommy Miller, Brad Miller, Tom Doherty. Okay, Sean Lavery Spar, man, mixing it up, man. The kid has no fear. I see you, Haas. I see you, Sean Lavery Spar, doing your thing. All right, I'm going Santu. Santu from Santu. Finland. How do you say his last name? Give it a roll. No give idea. it a run, Mike. No idea. Let me give it no, a run here. Not let me even give trying. Tavanainen. 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 Santu. I see you, Haas. Santu. I see you. I've seen him for a couple. I didn't give him one yet. I'm going to give him this you, one, though. We see you, Santu. We see Santu. you, Santu. We see you, Haas. Nice bowling. Nice bowling. But I, I I, feel like I feel like shout out there to Brad Miller. Shout out there to Brad Miller. I see you, Haas. I see you coming off, yeah, of, he's throwing it good, coming off of your he's bad your bad performance at the World Series of Bowling where you were throwing it good but performing good. bad. And good, I see you, Haas. <laughs> Okay. See, Nolan Hughes pointing out Santu is fourth through nine games in Colorado. Santu, I see you, Hoss. See, see? We see you, Santu. Okay. Right, uh, what do we got left here? We got clutch, not clutch. That's it, right? I mean, we all know the clutch and not clutch is going. <sighs> Sorry, yeah, EJ. You're getting, you're getting the not clutch, EJ. Yeah. Um, That 2-8 was not clutch. Bowling for a title. Look at Definitely this. Definitely nine frame. I mention you and I see you, Hoss, and people are just I'm showering, I'm showering success oh. on people. You see this? I see you. It's yeah, amazing. and then who clutch? Clutch is Belmo. Going, well, who are you going with Belmo? Yeah, Belmo, right. of course. I mean, who else are you gonna give it to here? Sometimes that award is gonna be is gonna be uh pretty easy, right? And in this case, yeah, it was Belmo and the not clutch is EJ. Not so much for the nine pin, but because of the two eight, like I discussed. So that's why we get. All right, Mike. Hi, folks. That's our rundown for the Lubbock Open. It's our rundown for the Lubbock Open. Uh, play along with us at home. You know, when you're watching after the tournament's over, go back, take a look, do your categories, pick them out, and uh, you know, play along with us. All right, Rob. Uh, are we ready to keep it moving? We're going to give the people what they want. Yep. All right, Rob, go ahead. I've been saving this. This is, you know, my worst of the weeks. I get so many um, entries from people all across the whole world, Mike. They they, they, they want their, um, you know, entry to be highlighted on Sweep the Rack for worst of the week. So what I do is I take a lot of the, the worst of the week entries and I stash them. And I put them away. This one's been a stashed worst of the week. But my worst of the week goes to Brian Bullard, who posted on Motive Bowling. Apparently, I'm using the wrong balls. I love the pride and fatal venom, but never see them being used on TV. And it's not the first time my equipment is not being used on TV. 
Mike, he, Brian is very upset that they didn't use Terrible. that they're not bowling balls on TV. So here is my solution to you, Brian. Sweep the rack, giving you some piece of advice here. Go drill a purple hammer and go drill a venom shock. I guarantee you one of those two balls will be seen on TV in the next two to three shows. And then you could put a post up in mode of bowling that says, hey, guess what, everybody? My ball's getting used on TV. And then you could tell all your friends at work, all your friends at league, that your venom shock was getting thrown on TV. And there you go. Solution from Soup to Rock. All right, my worst of the week comes, uh, again, like you, Rob, from from a friend of the show uh, sending it to me through DM, Mark Wallace. Shout, shout to Mark Wallace sending me the, the worst of the week suggestion. Uh, this is from the uh, USBC <laughs> discussion boards, which we're the banned from. Everybody, everybody and anybody connected to this show is banned from those message boards. So uh, this it looks like it's a response by someone named Ryan Ryan Hamilton to Tim Buck, the GOAT. Okay. Uh oh. This is all right. So it's it's Ryan Hamilton to Tim Buck the Goat. I don't know what the context of the conversation was here. I I really don't. But here's the response that I am deeming worst of the week this week. He's Ryan Hamilton. Congratulations. Here's what he says. Congrats, brother. Tim Buck agreed with all of that. One other thing: regular house shots have become more challenging. He's already won. He's already won. Yo, of the week. I'll stop there. Congrats, I'll There's brother. much more here. There's much more here. Regular house shots have become more challenging, frustrating many average bowlers. Many like to bowl decent scores and drink. When the decent scores drop due to the more challenging shots, they gave it up. It's one thing to have challenging shots at the national, state, and local tournaments. And that's why bowling is in the shape it's in, Mike. That's why competitive bowling is in the it shape is. it is. It is. You're right because, be, be, it, it, yeah, People you're right. It's worse the week, but it's an interesting But People have gotten so entitled that they think they deserve amazing scores even when they're drinking and not, and not bowling well. People just want to drink and bowl 300s and post it on their Facebook that they bowl 300. And have a good time, Mike, because nobody wants to challenge themselves and actually get better yeah. at, a, at, a, at a sport. I hear you. That's well. That's why. That's why. It's a good one, though. That's oh a good, man! That's a good pull, oh my goodness, Jimmy, Jimmy! If we could get Tim Buck, you're right. That would be the that would be the get of a lifetime, bro. Seriously. I feel like what, I feel like what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to disguise our show as like a Kansas City Chiefs like radio station because he, he know he's a chiefs fan okay i know that from from multiple people and then we get him on like we're going to talk about the chiefs like 2022 season and then we just hit him with like hey oh, sweet oh rack. like do you want to know do you want to know do you want to know what we should do i did you just gave me an idea this right. this would this would be diabolically genius oh my god what do you, what do you, let's hear it we should we should convince him we should find out when the, when the Chiefs are playing the Eagles or the Jets on the East Coast. Okay. And we should convince Tim Buck. We should have someone contact Tim Buck and tell him that he won tickets to to the game. 
All right. All he has to do is pay pay a small fee, whatever, right? And you know, cover his hotel. He's got free tickets to the game, VIP experience at the game. And then when he comes out here, once he's at once he's at his hotel and checked in, me and you show up and tell him that we're the ones taking him to the game. And he's spending the whole day with us. And I we fill and we fill and we fill him the whole thing while we while we badger him all day about his his uh his his dictator like behavior on the USBC discussion board page. Oh my goodness, that would be great. That would be amazing. Oh my god, that sounds like something Dwight would do from the office to get back at Jim. But yeah, man, I like where your head's at. But uh, there's got to be an easier way to get to get him on the show. Anyway, all right, Mike. All right, Rob. Final thoughts. Uh, yeah. Um, I put po- I posted this on Twitter a couple days uh, last night. Um, this will be the first time in God knows how long that I'm actually going to be bowling about 16 games if I don't make the step ladder on Sunday. Uh, I don't know how my body is going to react to it, but I'm assuming Sunday night and Monday I'm going to be needing a pretty a pretty good ice bath. Uh, so guy works I'm out a- in the gym every day. Bowling is Guys, a different... he works out in the gym every day. Yo, bowling you, is a you, different you, kind of He sounds though. like he's afraid to go bowl 17 games over a weekend. Mike, man, my He works back out every day. Good. What are you doing in the gym? What are you like? Dude. Are you lifting bags of feathers Dude, in the gym on, or what? Man. What are you Dude, doing? Bowling working out? Bowling is different than lifting weights. Because you put a lot know. of torque on your lower back. You put a lot of torque on your knees. I mean... The way I throw it, baby, I'm smooth, man. Whew. No, No torque around here, dog. We're... Dude, I can't wait to have Nolan on because we're going to talk definitely how he got banned. Uh, that's a good. That's a, I love you know hearing that story. Um, but hey, to answer real quick, uh, yeah. So I'll let you guys know next week on how my body, you know, recovers from the sixteen games. No one cares about your body. All right. No, nobody people, around here cares like, about your body. Just like son. nobody cares okay. about your league reviews. So you know what I. Mean. Oh, the people show up for my league review. Are you serious? <laughs> There's people in the chat specifically for the from the league for oh, the people, league review. People losing sleep Come over on. the league review. Come on. Um, so Nico, I have three rosin bags left. Literally three left. I think I so, have like one or two. Yeah, so five. Um we I we gotta get Big Mike to another school board meeting and we gotta get that filmed. I think that would be I've more been of going, I've been content. going, I just haven't been arguing with people. I'm still dude, going. I might even be running for school board. Oh, dude, that would be so incredible. That would be why if you, you, you ain't board, we ain't involved in any of this in that. If that's how it goes down, I can tell oh, you. Oh yeah, right we're now. gonna have a league review and a board of editors. No, 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 we're not. No, we're not. If I'm doing that, I have to. I have to take it seriously. I yeah, so. hear you. It's for the kids, man. Right. Look. Nico showed up just to congratulate me for making all my spares in league. And he's one of our, he's one of our most dedicated fans. I, so, I love it. You know, all right, listen, my, my final shit, thought is, is good luck to Rob this weekend, bowling his event. You know, I, I'm making fun of him and giving him a hard time. I hope he survives. I hope you survive your 17 games, I'll Rob. Uh, I, I, you know, no, seriously though. I hope you bowl good. I hope you bowl well. Uh, you know, I know you, I know you've been putting some work in or whatever. Uh, you know, hope it goes well. Hope you bowl nice. well. Um, yeah, other than that, man, go Peacocks.
Oh, dude. So Let's are you? Let it. me ask you. So you're 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 not gonna be able to watch the game because you have a daddy daughter dance Friday night, right? So are you gonna get a chance to watch any of it, or are you just completely blind for literally the whole game? I gotta be a little quiet here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. So the daddy daughter dance is supposed to be seven to eight thirty. Okay. Right? The game starts at seven oh five, I think. <laughs> probably be be over by nine, right? Game will probably be over by nine. I'm trying to cut out of the dance maybe 15, 20 minutes early if I can so that I could get home by, let's say, 8.20 and then maybe maybe head out real quick somewhere five minutes away to catch the end of the game. Is that asking too much? I don't know. Is that asking too much? Dude, I love it. I can't wait to hear what happens here <laughs> next week. <laughs> here's Here's what I hope happens. I hope they win. I hope, we ke- I hope we keep this run going. They deserve it. St. Peter's University deserves it. It's a really good school that serves a lot of a lot of underserved members of the of the community where the school is. Uh, it's a, it's a really good school in terms of the academic reputation of the school, and I hope they keep the run going. And I, yo, if they win on Friday, I'm in the building on Sunday. I'm in the building on Sunday, okay, to watch the Peacocks so Mike, play for a chance at the Final Four. So here's my selfish interest and why I need St. Peter's to win because I'm in third right now in my office bracket of about 45 people, and I have eight, the East and West. And nobody cares about my bracket, but I had Kentucky going to the finals. So if St. Peter's beats Purdue, all the people that pick Purdue to win – Right. So that's okay. why I'm selfish interest in plus look, yo, I'm from New York. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, but yo, if I get a chance to root for an East Coast team like St. Peter's, Jersey, to beat some to beat some, you know, uh Midwest schools, then I'm I'm all about it. So I'm I'm on the St. Peter's wagon too, man. Good luck. I hope uh hope you guys win. If Saginaw Valley made the bracket, yo, shit would be so hype. And I all my college friends would be would be hyped. So I I'm with you, man. I'm on the hype train. I get it. I it's not the hype it. train. It's the cock wagon. We discussed this already. The cock wagon. Jersey City, baby, stand up. Let's go, St. Peter's. So, yeah. Let's keep this run going. But you know what? I'll be honest. Even if it ends, it's cool. It's been awesome. Great it's been fun. It's been, yeah, Great it's been run. fun to see my school get uh get this kind it's of attention. So really cool. Uh, really fun. Got to reunite with some of my old college buddies. So you know, all good. But, uh, yeah, listen, Rob, have a good weekend. Bowling. Appreciate it, man. Go Peacocks. Everybody take it easy. We'll see you on Wednesday. Later. You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.